You're listening to Quit. It's a show about change, the challenges of improving your career, making tough decisions, and starting something awesome. Maybe kicking your corporate stooge job to the curb in the process. You never know. You can call in live to the show as three or four people already have done and are waiting for me to get to their call. The number to dial is 512-518-5714. If you'd like to be a part of the show, there's a couple different ways you can do it. Obviously, you can call in if you're listening live, like I just said. For a while, I had a voicemail number, but I don't really like that being part of the show. I, li- I like the live calls, uh, but if you can't call live or you can't listen live, you can email. You go to 5by5.tv slash contact, and you'll see quit listed there. Click that and send me an email. I do read all of them. I don't always read them on the show, but if you don't want me to read it on the show, please say so in the email, or if you want me to read it, don't want me to use your name. That's important too. So your coworkers have no idea <laughs> how outraged you are, their behavior. The best way to do it is to call in. And you can do that right now, every Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 512-518-5714. Jordan Cooper, uh, who was just a guest on today's Dan Benjamin Hour, uh, he said that uh, it sounded like I was in too good of a move, mood today, Hattie, and uh, quit was going to suck. Right, because you're too happy. That's Hattie Cook. Hi. You're not going to take over the show today, are you? No. No. We have two sponsors, Just Works and Squarespace. Is that correct, these two? These are correct. So we will get to them uh, during the due course, due course of the show. been a weird week we're gonna get right to the calls but it's been a really weird week because of this i think because this reddit thing has been pretty weird yeah it is weird and i'm not going to talk much about the situation at reddit because it's been covered by me on the dan benjamin hour and by a million other people who have written articles about what's going on over there the main thing though is look at what happens when you have a company that involves people, which is most company. It is a company, a company that requires content to be created by people. And what happens if those people are actually in control of their own content, like they are on Reddit? If we started a subreddit and we were creating the content and there was a moderator and something happened, the moderator could turn the whole thing private, shut the whole thing down. Then it's gone from the main site. It's gone from everywhere else. It's scary to think about that. If you're Reddit, it's scary to think one day, not oh, what if moderators get bored or, you know, what if the content here gets a little crazy? What if it hurts some people's feelings or what if it gets serious and there are threats and things like that? Well, you got to step in, you got to do something about it. But I don't think that it was ever in the minds of the folks at Reddit, that huge chunks of their site would be turned off and gone. They still exist. They're just inaccessible to the world. That's a really weird situation to be in. And you would say, well, nothing like that would ever really happen. Like, they're not going to take chunks of a giant site offline. <laughs> Look, Friday morning. Look what happened. It's crazy. It's crazy when you think about it. Well, that would never happen anywhere. That would never happen on YouTube. Well, sure, you could have a creator who decides to take all their videos offline. 
YouTube would keep running though because there's just so many people who would step up and get into that space. Reddit is such an interesting kind of a site though. But look what can happen there. Apparently the story is Reddit fired Victoria Taylor. Again, we're not going to be covering this story and talking in depth about the story, but they they fired her or let her go or something. And she was the person who was in charge of a lot of things behind the scenes relating to Ask Me Anything. And as a result of this, I guess they're trying to figure out exactly what was going to be going on behind the scenes with her gone and the Ask Me Anything and the other related stuff. And they, they didn't exactly have a plan. It sounds like she was let go in haste. There wasn't a long swift. transition plan. No. Because if there had been, so who knows, who knows why she was like, oh, I'm not even going to speculate on that. I don't think it matters. But the thing that does matter, the thing that's interesting is that they didn't have much of a plan, a contingency plan for when that happened. And if you're dealing with a very, very small company, a company of uh, several people, and one of those people leaves, it can be a very, very big deal. And people will always speculate. And I'm, I mean, I've been in this exact situation where I let an employee go and there was tons of speculation as to what happened and why and it became a dramatic thing when in real life it wasn't at all. I've been at bigger companies where I've let people go who worked on my team for, you know, for real reasons. They did something wrong or a long history of poor performance and for whatever reason it's less dramatic in a big company than it is in a small company. But Reddit, I don't know the, how many, maybe you can, up. yeah, look it up. How, how big of a company is Reddit? But it is a tricky situation when you let someone go and then you realize maybe after they're gone just how much they did. That's kind of what everyone thinks though, isn't it? Like, oh, they could, they could never replace me here. It says that it's relatively small. That was 2010. Oh, it's let me, changed let me keep, a lot. Yeah. yeah, keep going. Wait till you get the two, 2015 numbers. But, you know, so much drama surrounds all of this stuff. But if you think about it, anytime somebody makes a change, anytime somebody makes a change, whether they leave, whether they get fired, there, there, there's the potential for there to be a lot of talk about it. And, you know, like I was just saying, you know, you're, you're there as the employee. Well, this place, this place couldn't run without me. There are times, I think, when that's true. But more often than not, it's not true. More often than not, you're replaceable. The bigger the company, the more replaceable you are. And the lower down the totem pole at any company, the more replaceable you are. You might consider, well, I'm the only person that knows these systems and I'm super valuable to that company. If that's true and the company feels like it can't replace you, it's secretly nervous about that fact. You, you are someone now making them very nervous because it, they're very aware that they can't lose you or that they would be in a bad situation if they lost you. And that's going to make them nervous is the response. Oh, you know what? We're going to reward them. We're going to give them tons of money. We're going to give them a great salary. We don't want them to leave. Maybe. Maybe if you work at a great company, that's how they should, that's how they should treat the invaluable employees. They should treat every employee that way then. But what if you are perceived as, as a threat and you're leaving might be a threat? Well, no, my boss loves me. They would never, they would, 
Well, guess what? They might see your leaving as a risk to the company and they might respond to that. 66? 66 people. people. And then there's some alumni that they have, but I don't, I don't, wouldn't count those. 66 employees. 66. Uh, it says, we spend our days building Reddit and then they each have all their little. And you counted them all? And Well, I did four, there's four rows and then there's how many. So you used math. Yeah, I used math. Math is my strong point. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, that's, that's a, a good handful of people yep. for a company. It's not eight people. Their Wikipedia or the Wikipedia entry for Reddit says seven people work at Reddit. I don't know if that's I right. think that's maybe out of date. Somewhere between seven and, and 65. 60, 60, 66 yeah. people, yeah. <laughs> when I think about a company of that size, even if it's 50, even if it's 40 or 20, you're still talking about a lot of people. And in that situation, you know, this person will be replaced. Victoria will be replaced at this company. She will be replaced. Things will move forward. I I don't understand really why it, it, it is taken so personally by so many people outside of the company. Uh, I understand that like it's not cool, but you know what? We don't know what the story is. I have been giving Victoria the benefit of the doubt and that she was surprised and she was like, oh, but we don't know the story. We don't know why she was let go. We don't know the background story. But you know what? It doesn't matter. She was let go. There were reasons why. Let's assume, let's for the benefit of the doubt, and I'm almost done talking about this. We'll get right to calls. For the benefit of the doubt, Let's assume that there was something relating to poor performance. That's usually the reason people are let go. Let's assume that there was not a harassment thing. Let's assume that she didn't uh, do anything terrible. Let's assume that for some reason her position was eliminated. For some reason she had a performance issue. For some reason, you know what? Maybe she was late one time too many. We don't know. Right, we don't know. You know, maybe she came into the office, you know, swinging nunchucks around. We don't know. Or drunk. Who knows? Right. We don't know. Right. We have absolutely no idea why she was released. But the fact is, something happened internal to the company and she was let go. I don't understand why the response from everybody in the community is, well, we need to shut down all these other parts because we don't like the fact that she was let go. But if you look deeper, you can start to understand why. And the reason why apparently is there is a, a culture behind the scenes there of moderators not being given the support that they need. The moderators are doing this stuff for free, not being given the tools that they need, not being given the support that they need. Apparently, the administrators, people who work at Reddit, not giving them the attention that they deserve. But they are... Reddit's number one commodity because look what happens without those moderators, without those people helping shape this content, there is no Reddit. There is no Reddit. Right. These people invest tons and tons of time in making this thing what it is. So if you have a business or you're thinking about doing a business that's going to involve user-created content, this should scare you. If you have a business where who works there and what they do is public like it is at this site. You should be, you know, especially in a small company, somebody quits, somebody leaves, somebody lets go at a big company. 
a publicly traded company, a CEO leaves, that can affect millions of dollars or billions of dollars in stock. Yeah. It's it's such an interesting, touchy, weird situation when somebody leaves something. If yeah, somebody leaves everybody it, thinks there's drama around it every time. If somebody leaves, I remember there was a radio station that had a talk show that I used to listen to. And it was this the, the main guy on the show, and then his like he had a couple other people that were on the show that talked to him. And then the his main like co host lady that did the news and stuff, she left. And she left without an explanation. She left all of a sudden, it seemed. She was there on Friday. Monday, she was gone. Well, who knows how long she'd been planning to leave. She left and she got her own show on a different channel. A race, different radio station. It didn't last. It didn't work out. And then she went somewhere else, did something else. We don't know what happened behind the scenes. We'll never know what happened behind the right. scenes. Maybe she gave her notice, and a 90-day notice. Who knows what she did? Maybe she called up that night and they said, well, don't come in Monday. I don't know. We don't know. It doesn't matter. But for the people who listened to that show all the time, it mattered a whole lot because she was a funny, great part of the show. Now she was just gone. The show continued. They replaced her. It eventually got right back to where it was. And that's what companies must do. You know, Hattie, if you were gone from this show tomorrow, this is your last episode of Quit, you know, you finally decide to pursue your dream and go to Antarctica you know, and, and start just a circus, start there. a circus, you know, like I would encourage you because that's, that's been your dream ever since I met you. That's all you've talked <laughs> about, you know, but like, would there be drama around that? Well, no, she went to pursue her dream. What really happened? Right. Because no one just believes what, you know, what maybe, statement is released. A lot of the time that the statements are not accurate. Oh, uh, he left the company because he wanted to spend more time with his family. In reality, he was fired because he disagreed with the CEO. Like right. that, that and threw happens. a chair at him. Right. You're like, oh, I had no idea. Uh, it was time for me to spend more time with my family. Or I like, want to travel more. The company will be like, oh, uh, we uh, we had to let him go. Right. And then the other person's like, actually, I quit. And right. I'm like, well, well, then who? It's very confusing. Yeah. So, you know, I, I just say, let, let all that stuff stay private. Let it stay between her and Reddit unless there was some kind of illegal activity, discrimination, something that happened that was un- unacceptable right. or unprofessional. Barring that, then you know what? It sucks. It sucks for AMA. It sucks for Reddit. They'll get it. You know, they, there's this in- sense of entitlement that that people have all the time of – we we deserve to know. We deserve to know what went on there. We deserve to know why she was let go. We deserve. Why do you deserve to know? Private company matter. Well, I've been a moderator of this subreddit for you know for three years now, and uh, Victoria was incredibly helpful to me. I deserve to know what happened. No, you don't necessarily deserve to. I feel I know where you're coming from. Right. But Reddit doesn't owe you anything. Apple doesn't owe you anything. Companies don't owe you anything. They owe you exactly what you paid for. So if you bought something from them, then they owe you that. Well, the common decency in that they owe me. They owe me because it's the right thing to do. I agree with that fundamentally in principle. But you, you also are trading something with them. They're, they're putting content. You're showing up to read it. Don't go there anymore. 
if you feel that they have betrayed you in some way, then guess what? Do not patronize their site. Don't give them the clicks. Don't give yeah. them the ad revenue. Take that away from them. Well, I like the site. Well, you're going to make a choice there, man. Do our first sponsor and we'll get on these calls. Five, 415, you're first. If you want to know what it takes to grow your business and not increase your busy work, check out JustWorks. They take care of all your benefits, payroll, and HR. Created by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs. Because running a successful business, it's hard enough. There's that, Take it from me. Thousands of little details can make running a business feel overwhelming. They take you away from your, your core responsibilities. They take you th- into places that are outside your wheelhouse. Wheelhouse. Just works. We'll get rid of all of this stuff. They will wipe it away. They will sweep their majestic arm across the desk that is your business. <laughs> clearing it. Of all, I'm into the word detritus today. I know you are. Clearing it of the detritus that takes you away from the things that you do well. Because I'm pretty sure you are not very interested in or good at managing things like medical, vision, and dental insurance. Setting up a 401k plan. Setting up automatic direct deposit for your payroll. Vendor and contractor payments. Tax calculation. Does this stuff sound like really cool and interesting? No. What about EPLI? You don't even know what it is. I know you don't know what EPLI is. But it's important is. for your business. You want to sit down and figure out your unemployment insurance for every... No. Take the most tedious and time-consuming part of your job and make it the simplest and most automated part of your day. If you're running like a small to medium-sized business and you are not using JustWorks, I pity you. Shame on you and I pity you. Go to JustWorks.com slash grit. Even though it's quit, that's all right. Justworks.com slash grit and use the code grit and you'll get 15% off your first year. Thanks very much to justworks.com slash grit for making this show possible. One of two. All right, I said we would do calls early and I said that every single person who calls the show will get their choice of either a five by five mug, which may never be made again, perhaps, right, or a bacon method mug, which will almost certainly never be made again. And they, as long as you, if you're, if you go in the chat room, if you, I'm in there, you can direct. That's at five by five TV slash live. I'm in private there. message Hattie. I'm, I believe I'm Hattie Bird in there. Yeah. I think private yes, message her with your, and if you can't do that, tweet her on Twitter at Hattie Bird. Tweet to her. Do they really want to tweet their address? They would. Private, they would DM you. You'd follow them. They DM oh, you. Oh, oh, and it's see. only, you know, we're only going to do a handful of calls. So it's not like I'm That's asking fine. to do this with a thousand uh, people. Is it too much work for you? You can you know, walk right out <laughs> and don't let the door no, hit you on the way out. No, I definitely can do that. Maybe get something better to do on July 3rd than be here. It's fine. Yeah. I wish we could like sparklers in the room. That's a hazard. <laughs> I think I know who this first caller is. Go ahead, caller. Hey, Dan and Patty, it is Kitty from California. Now, you, I have not met you in person. No, not yet. I hope to meet you I soon. I know, I want to. But you, are you the cufflink girl? Yeah. Yeah, you made me the Adventure Time cufflinks. <laughs> is that you? 
that's me. Awesome. And I got the Call Me Maybe necklace. That's right. With the bird on it. I love right. it. Oh, yeah. For people who don't know what we're talking was, about, back in the old days of the Frequency, a show that Hattie used to do, um, the, we, she would often talk about her cat and putting her hair into a top bun and you know things like that that would, would take us off of the main sort of thrust Topic of the of show. whatever we were talking about. And, uh, and so during those times where she would start to, you know, or reminisce about a, a grade school crush, that type of thing, I would play the Call Me Maybe song. Yeah. And that's this wonderful woman who's called us now. She made me a necklace. Made a necklace. Amazing and she made and me awesome. Awesome. One of a kind cufflinks. And now here you are calling the show. I'm thrilled to have you on the show. Welcome at last to, to the show. Thank you. I think this is actually my third time. Third time calling? Yeah. So you're like a chronic. <laughs> like Virginia. Well, she's nothing like Virginia because she Virginia never made me cuffling. That's very, very true. Virginia made me a podcast instead. That's true. So welcome to the show. What are you calling about? What's going on with you? How are you? I'm excellent. Thank you. Um, you know, I called today not because of the mug, although I think that's a very sweet gesture. You will get a I mug. I called because I... Oh, thank you. Um, I will I will Twitter at you, Hattie. Okay. Um, I called because I realized that it was two years ago, roughly around this time, when I was listening to Quit, and I was feeling very stuck, and that was when I really got motivated to start doing something awesome. So it's basically been two years, we'll just call it this month, since I got the idea to get my jewelry studio going, and now two years later, it's doing really well and quit was one of the main reasons why i got going awesome so, well congratulations yeah so so what um yeah. what was you said that you were feeling kind of stuck and i think i can associate with that and i think probably a lot of listeners get that feeling of being stuck you know i, I was talking to a friend yesterday about you know there's kind of two kinds of handcuffs that you can get at a job. One of them is like the, the golden handcuffs where you feel like, wow, I'm getting paid so much that I might not get that anywhere else. Or if I did, I have to work really hard, so I'm not going to quit. And then there's the other kind of handcuffs where uh, it's, it's not so much about the money. It's just about the cushiness of the situation, the cozy handcuffs mm-hmm. uh, that, uh, that, you know, you don't, you don't want to walk away from it because it's, it's so easy. You have to work from home. You get a nice computer. You know, you don't have to. But feeling stuck, I think, is a different kind of feeling than than knowing that you have a good situation, right? It's a frustrating feeling, but you feel like you can't escape from it. Is that what you were feeling? That's exactly what I was feeling. I was commuting an hour and a half every day, five days a week. Oh. Um, I was freelancing with two different small companies. One was a nonprofit. One was a small travel company. Both fabulous companies, both super nice people, um, and both jobs were average. They paid okay. They didn't pay great. The work was okay. It wasn't really inspiring or interesting. And it was two years ago where I was sitting in my car listening to Quit, thinking, you know, why didn't I go to school to actually be an artist? Because I've been artistic my whole life. Why did I choose this that took me down this path that led me doing, you know, cis admin work when really I was a literature major and why am I not doing the artistic things that actually fuel me? And I was like, well, and, and that's, that's when you were really on your, um, 
your rant about how if you have a couple hours in the evening and you have no excuse, you have weekends, then you have no excuse. So I took that to heart and I really just started working on things whenever I had time and it was a slower start. It wasn't a big flashy start like so many, you know, startups get to talk about, but Two years later, I've completely built my own website on Squarespace, and I have, I'm have i sitting in my studio right now. I'm looking at my works in progress on my table, and like all this came out of that feeling of, this is all pretty mediocre. I'd rather be happy. And actually, what's really interesting is um, I'm no longer working for that travel company. They, they sold, and now they're doing remote work with other people. But I stuck with the nonprofit because I really do love them, and not to sound braggy, but I am one of those people where if I left, they would be in some trouble. So they've actually just made the decision to switch from office to remote, which is super exciting because now a couple days a week, I'll be helping them, but I don't have to commute anymore. And I can devote so much time and energy that I didn't have to really launching like my jewelry out into the world. So I'm building things, but now it's time to really springboard it. So that's awesome. You know, it might be a long, slow burn, but it's totally worth it if you stick in there. And I can attest to that. It is. No, I mean, and that's the thing is that, and we probably don't talk about it enough on this show, is that what you're talking about is like that perseverance aspect to it. You really never know when your situation, yeah, the grid, right? You never know when your situation could potentially change. You never really know when the rug could get pulled out from under you on the one hand or uh, on the other hand, like when your situation could dramatically improve all of a sudden. And I mean, you, you're a good example of somebody who I think is like in the fact that you were in a job that didn't let you do the creative they didn't give you that creative outlet. And, you know, there's there's people who are very no, lucky who, who feel like they can, you know, the job that they're in is something that's going to, that they, they find rewarding in a lot of ways, whether it's, you know, they get to help people or they get to make something that they think is cool or there's a the company that they're working for, it, you know, is creating something in the world that they like to be a part of. Like I worked at a company that made missiles. It was an aerospace company, but the reality of it was like they made missiles. Now, what did I do? I was like the 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 IT guy who fixed the Windows computers and ran the servers at the corporate office. And like the people walked around in suits and, you know, dresses and, you know, like had meetings. And like that's what I did. They did accounting and they did payroll and the big wigs were there and had the big important meetings. And like that I wore a tie, you know, like that's what I did. But the other facilities, engineers worked there and they designed missiles. And then periodically there would be these launches and stuff like that. And when I took the job, I started out as a consultant. You know, I was working in, and this is the, the mm-hmm. old days of consulting where like I worked for a consulting company and they said, Dan, you're going to go to this company and you're going to be on a six month contract and you're going to make, you know, 25 bucks an hour or whatever it was. And like, you're going to be the IT guy. And then, um, when the contract ended, they offered me a full-time job and said, please stay on. You know our systems and we, we need uh, we need you here. So please stay on. And I said, all right. And I became a full-time employee. But I never really considered, and maybe maybe I never considered it because I was in my early 20s, or maybe I never considered it because I was, I was an idiot. But I never really thought about the fact that like this company is making something for war and they're and in that sense they're kind of evil. You know, like the government is paying them money to make weapons of destruction and I don't really want to have anything to do with a company 
that makes weapons of destruction, mass or otherwise. Like, I didn't want to do that. That's not why I left, but I was thinking about that a lot when I left, you know? And, like, what kind of company... I know what kind of company you work for now, but like what kind of com- what d- does the company that you work for make something cool? Does it make something good? And how much of a difference does, do, you know, does that have, even if the thing that they're making is not that interesting? I talk a lot about working for a telecommunications software company. Like we used to make point of sale and billing systems for, for uh, cell phone companies. Like, it's not harmful. It's, I guess, beneficial in <laughs> a way. way right? You know, it lets you set up and program a phone at the store. But and, you could be like, you're taking people's money. It makes it easier. I didn't have right. a problem with them making money off of that. You know, like I was all right with it. But like, we weren't making something amazing. I wasn't like, at the end of the day, like, I'd stand up for my desk and feel like, wow, I'm so proud of this stuff that we did during the day. I'd be like, <laughs> well, the code I wrote today was good. But like, I never felt like I was helping humanity and you know what i don't think that's a bad thing and i think by the way i, I love your site and i'll put it into the show notes show where hattie where can people go to find uh it's going to be five by five dot tv slash can they both go quit to is where i said yes both quit, will work though uh slash 68 68 yep. they will see there a link to studio kitty you make things i think are very appealing to geeks and uh the, the you have a whole section on your little shop uh, for comics. But you also have cool stuff mm-hmm. like tarot stuff and all kinds of animal stuff. And like, but I mean, like if you're looking for like a Groot pendant or something with R2-D2 on it or like you're a fan of Adventure Time, this stuff is really, really cool. Now I've got to ask you, are you, is it your goal to make a full-time living with this stuff? Like, is that, is it possible? Is it possible to make little cool jewelry stuff and custom stuff and like make a living doing something that is actually fun and rewarding and, and artistic. Yeah. yeah. Is it possible? Absolutely. It is. So what's the secret? What's Absolutely. your secret? How do people do it? Well, everything, every different artist will have a, a, you know, their own different answer. But the biggest thing I've learned is there's, there, there's, there's kind of like three little things to it and they form one big thing. The first thing is to not compare yourself to what other people are doing. Um, market research isn't bad, you know, like seeing maybe what other people are charging just to make sure that you're not super over or under when you're starting out, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, just because 10 other people are doing something that feels almost the same, there's always going to be an audience that resonates with what you in particular are creating because you are a unique individual and therefore you'll always bring something to the table that other people haven't seen before. So not comparing yourself to other people, holding yourself to, you know, their standards. Um, setting goals is actually the really biggest thing I've learned this year. I used to be terrified to set business goals for myself because if I didn't make them, but not by default, I mean, I was a failure. Um, but the first time I actually sat down and set a business goal, when I moved through that sort of panicky feeling of like, oh crap, what if I don't make it? Right. I actually got three really good ideas. And then um, about four days later, I had made my goal for the month. <laughs> and then I doubled my goal for the month and made that before the month ended. So that's awesome. You know, it's really, yeah. And it wasn't a big goal because it was the first time I was doing it and I was being, you know, kind. And I'm also giving myself a couple months to, to ramp things up. Um, but yeah, setting goals and being really clear about what those goals are. You know, it's like, oh, I want to, I want to make a bunch of stuff. No, like, how many dollars of stuff do you want to sell? Okay, how many pieces do you have to make? 
where are you actually going to put it out? Okay, what days are you going to sit down and, you know, talk about it? Writing that out and then reading that every day you work and just reminding yourself that you have a goal and you have reasons why you're doing this. I can't, I, I should actually just write a big long blog post about how helpful that was because it changed everything for me. Um, and then the third thing is the always really, really cheesy thing, but it's believing that you're doing it for a reason. And if you really, truly believe that what you're bringing to the table is unique, and if you really, truly believe that your goals are worth meeting, then what's left is that feeling inside of you that says, you know, if I still went broke tomorrow, would I try to find a way to do this? Right. If the answer is yes, I would still try to find a way, then that's how you know you're on the right track. And you just have to really honestly ask yourself that question. And if the answer is no, that's cool. You can still do a hobby or, you know, do a couple of different things. I have all sorts of hobbies. But um, even if even if I had no income, I would still try to find a way to scrounge up money to make jewelry to right. put it out into the world. Right. Because I really think people want to wear what I have. All I have to do is find those people. And once I find them, they'll be excited. I'll be excited. We'll be the best of friends forever. And <laughs> it'll all be awesome. Kitty, that's so awesome. We've got your uh, got your site in the show notes. Thanks so much for the call. You're, you're fantastic. Poster, you, poster child. And uh, hopefully we'll get to meet in person one day. I would really like that. I'll like next time we're out in the Bay Area, we'll, uh, we'll make yeah. sure we get the coffee or something. Thanks so much for, for calling. I appreciate it. You're welcome. My schedule's way more flexible now, so that'll be easy. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Thanks for the call. Thanks. Bye. Bye. She's great. But think about there. She brought up a couple really, 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 really great points. And we've talked about it on the show a million times, but it's probably worth saying again because it's part of my recipe for success if you're starting a business. It's so important to set goals. And they have to be goals that are attainable. They have to be goals that are attainable. Yeah. But they also have to be realistic goals too. You can't say, well, I'm going to, you know, you go home and you talk to your wife. And of course I say wife. I understand. Look, Kitty's Kitty's a woman. There are female listeners. I'm just using a guy as an example. Okay. We're politically correct. Did you know that 100% of my employees are female except for, I guess I'm my own employee. You so are. So besides me. The 100%? people, the people right. other than me are 100% female here. In fact, the majority of the employees working at this company are female. Yeah, what's... I'm outnumbered two to one two, by females. Yeah, two thirds. Two thirds of the company is female. Does that make And I'm a little a- bit, I'm a little metro, so I don't know. Maybe... <laughs> out of three. You give 0.1? Yeah. Yeah. I use conditioner. (laughs) I don't just, you know, I I wash with an exfoliating, what have you. (laughs) But if you think, if you think about it, setting those goals is so, so critical. And they have to be achievable goals, but they have to be important goals. And I've told this story so many times. It's just one example. Kitty had a great example also. But it's setting that goal and saying, okay, I have I have a goal and my goal is to do X, Y business. Whether, you know what? I just want to, I want to do freelance web design. That's your goal, right? 
That's your big goal. What are your achievable goals in the smaller context? Not, I want to make a living doing freelance web design. Okay, cool. That's, that is a goal and that sounds like an achievable goal, but what does that actually mean? Let's break this down. You make a hundred K a year right now at your full-time job. You have a wife or a husband and let's say you have no kids. That makes it easier, but you've got a spouse. That spouse works, but you yourself know that you can pay your bills even if you don't make $100,000. What do you need to make? What do you need to make to continue to pay your bills starting out with the goal of making more? But what do you need just right now to start out? Your spouse also makes 100K. You could cut some costs and as long as you bring in, I'm just using round numbers, people. Right. As long as you bring in 50K, you can use your spouse's benefits and you're going to bring in 50K, you'll be all right. You won't be all right in five years still making 50K, but for your first year, you need to bring in 50K just to make you half of what you make right now. You'll be okay. Great. But you know what? You might not make that half. It might take you six months before you're on track to make that half, and you might have six months that are really lean. Realistically, you're going to know way before that, though. So that's where we get into my three-month plan. What you need to do is you need to set aside money as much as you can so that you will have ideally, ideally, think about this, people. If you're serious about running your own business, trying your own thing, doing your own thing, you need to have three months of your salary in the bank just in case. Whoa, three months, dude. We can't even pay off our credit card bill, let alone save three months. Then don't start your own business right now. Don't plan on quitting your job right now. Don't plan on not working at that place that you hate anymore until you can do that. Oh, we, we owe we owe 25 grand. Pay that off first. Yep. Oh, well, I have a student loan and so does my spouse. We both have a student loan to pay off and we just bought a car and we got a kid on the way. And yeah, now's not the right time to quit your job. Sorry, don't. But if you have three months salary in the bank, and your spouse is supportive, maybe it is an okay time to do it. Why do I say three months? Three months is a really good barometer that will tell you what the weather is like out there. If you quit your job today, you'll definitely know in three months if you're on track to meet that goal. And that's exactly what I did when I started my first consulting business. I went to my wife and I said, listen, I've been doing this stuff for freelance on the side for a while now. It had been an extended period of time. Maybe it had been a year, but that's the good way to start. You start out by doing it on the side. And if you think that you love web design, but at the end of the day, you can't find time to do it, then you're not passionate enough. If you say that you love Ruby on Rails, but at the end of the day, at the end of the day, well, I'm kind of tired after work. I really want to watch like, watch the game. I'd rather do that. You're not cut out for it. Don't do it. You're making a mistake. But if your passion is so much that you can't, and this is what Kitty said, you can't not do it. You can't come home and not do it. And your spouse is saying, uh, let's have some us time. And you're like, 
okay, but I really want to do this thing. If that's not the kind of drive that you have, that you're getting in trouble because you're working on it too much. Yeah. You're getting in trouble at work. You're getting in trouble from your spouse. You're getting in trouble from your kids. That you, You're not cut out for it. It's got to obsess you and be passionate or else you will never be able to do it for a living. You will never want to do it for a living. If I told Kitty, you're never going to be able to make money doing this. She'd be like, well, that's fine. I'll just do it on the weekends then because I love doing it. Right. She'll find a way to do it. She'll find a way to do it. Again, we go back to, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, take some calls in a minute. Three, two, one. You're next. But being in that situation where you can't not do it, you can't see any other way to do it. Okay, another example. A friend of mine recently starting his own thing. And he's been working full-time for a long time at a company for a long time. And now he's out and he feels ready. He's starting his own thing. I'm really excited for him. The only concern I have is why, why did he wait so long to do it? Well, there were a lot of reasons. He wanted to do it the right way. But I feel like that can also become a... A crutch. Well, Dan said I needed to have three months salary saved and I've only got, you know, I've only got one or two months there and, you know, maybe I won't do it. You've got to get motivated. I didn't say you had to save that three months salary from your regular job. Start doing freelance. Right. Stuff. Do something else. In do addition. something on the side. When I was in high school, junior high school and high school, I would work two jobs in the summer. I worked at Publix and I worked at Dino's Pizza. Okay, try and imagine this. I'm 15 years old. I got a 10-speed. I would ride my 10-speed to go work at Publix where I would wear long pants, leather shoes, a long sleeve shirt, and a tie, and a green apron. So I would wear that, ride my bike. It was probably two miles. I would go to work. I would work. I think the most they let you work was six hours back then. That was like the max. I think they would only let you do a six hour shift. I'm not totally sure unless you were full time. And I would, I was a bag boy up at the front. So I bagged the groceries. Then I got a promotion to part-time stockman. So I would still bag groceries, but then I could also like go and stock the soda aisle and go and stock the milk aisle and little, little frozen foods. And then after the end of the day, I would go and ride my bike over to Dino's Pizza, which is across the shopping center on the other side of the big shopping center in South Florida. And I would get changed into you know jeans and a t-shirt and a different apron. And I would work at Dino's Pizza from whenever I got off at Publix until sometimes as late as you know, 11, 12 at night. And they were really cool and they would let me make a sub or bring home a pizza that had been mismade. So like somebody's pizza that was like, oh, they had the wrong topic. I didn't so. want mushrooms. Exactly. Title. And I would, put, I would balance that on the handlebars of my bike and I would ride the bike back home. I'd get home at 12 or 1 at night and do the same thing again the next day. 15 years old. Because I could not stand the idea of not having some kind of income to better myself with. 
because we were poor. So the idea of like, you know, and, and same thing I talked about at uh, the same exact thing that I talked about at the Startup Riot talk right. about selling candy. And I still have people tweeting to me, I sold candy too. Yeah, apparently that's like a big that's a thing, entrepreneur Hattie. thing. Selling candy. For those who don't know the story, here's the very short version of it. Uh, near the bus stop, there was a Texaco station. I took a dollar. I went in the Texaco station. I bought 10 of those uh, watermelon Jolly Rancher candies. Not the little square ones, but the long flat ones. I don't even know if they make them anymore. I bought 10 of those, 10 cents each. Took them to school and I sold them for 25 cents each. And I did that until the, the teacher shut me down. That is like a regular story of entrepreneurs. They, I can't help it. You can't help it. If you can help wanting to pursue this thing, you're not cut out for it. You won't do it. If, you, if, if it's okay to you to put that on hold or not do it, then you're not cut out for it. I'm sorry. Stop listening now and go to your job and be grateful that you have a job. It's okay. It's perfectly okay. You're not a bad person. Running your own business is incredibly hard. I have failed at so, every single business has failed in one way or another or completely because it's really, really hard to do. And I've learned so much what not to do. And I still make mistakes every day and I still have stuff to learn because I don't know the answers. The one thing I know is I can't do anything else but try. I can't do anything else but continue to try. And if all of a sudden this business doesn't work out, I will have to do another one. I don't have a choice. It's in your blood. I don't have a choice. Go ahead, caller. Hello. Can you hear me? I can hear you perfectly. How are you? Great. Um, my name is Jeff. I called in, I guess, last October about leaving from Florida, going to Colorado. I remember this yes. vaguely. I don't know if you remember. Yeah, vaguely. Tell, me, yeah. Tell, tell us your story. Give us a quick synopsis. All right. So uh, you said to... Once again, to you know, have about give yourself about three months to to do it. Um, I didn't have any kids, and I had money saved up, so I went ahead. I waited actually to the end of the year and quit, and then came out to Colorado and uh, looked for a job. And it's uh, it was a little rough, you know, just being in a new place. Yeah. And, and Were you on your own, or did you have your family with you? Uh, I was on my own. So that can be, you know, that know can that's... be a blessing and a curse. It's a blessing in the sense that, like, you don't have to worry about moving a whole family and right. a school and all that stuff. But it can be tough because, like, you're really on your own. That takes some guts to go out to a new place where you don't have a support structure. Yeah, it's a little scary, but it's kind of like a good scary because, uh, you know, you're at least trying to get out there and and do whatever it is you want. Um, yeah. Plus, Florida's like an easy place to leave. Oh, in yeah. a lot of ways. Yeah, it's the easiest, uh, so. the easiest place in America to leave. I think <laughs> you gun it out of there and you never look back. Yeah, you just head north, and you're you're you, pretty, You've already improved yourself. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and actually, going back and like having to go back and get my stuff was a giant pain in the butt. I should have like just uh, left it. You, you just, said before, like you know, I left it. Well, I had the house and I had a roommate, so I just left it. Um, and then came back and right now, my advice for anyone listening, house, if, if you if you move, if you leave Florida, I want you to take a scorched earth approach, <laughs> whatever you leave behind, it's just, <laughs> you've left it, you've left it, let them have it. 
don't look back. Don't go back. Florida has a way of 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 wrapping its tendrils back around you. It'll if get you, go you back, back there. there. Yeah. You're, so I'm I'm glad to hear you made it out a second time un, unscathed. You know, everything you said today is a hundred percent accurate. Like you're right. You should have. It should have just been like give it away to your friends yeah. or put it on the curb. Yeah. Just walk away. You've got to. Uh, but yeah, I have a full job. I really like it. Um, people there care about the work and what they're doing, and um, it's a nice place to work. Uh, some of the places I interviewed were not. They didn't have like a great feeling, but I probably would have taken the job anyway. But uh, so, what was the, what was the most great. challenging part um, about about making this transition? Was it getting the guts to to finally walk in one day and say, "I quit. I'm doing this. I'm making this change." Was it the move? Was uh, it finding a new job? Well, there was the quitting, and I would advise people to leave, like quit on the best way possible, even if you just take the job. Um, my my ex boss was surprisingly supportive about like going out, and you know, I I don't want to live in Florida. I want to go, you know, follow my dream, uh, live in Colorado, and uh, they were actually very supportive and very cool about it, and like offered to give me referrals and everything, which I was really surprised. I yeah. thought they would take it much worse. Uh, if you talk about, you know, being replaceable, like everybody is replaceable, mm-hmm. but what I've noticed is uh, your coworkers will recognize maybe that you're very hard to replace. Whereas your boss or your boss's boss definitely does not have that view. You may be just that interchangeable part. It's a very good point. Why do you think that is the case? Um, I think your coworkers like see what it takes to get, you know, to build a product or do X, Y, Z. And they know how how much time and effort you put in or how much slack they're going to have to pick up when you leave, Hmm, which is what I, typically notices is like, they're like kind of like, I, yeah, my coworkers were not as happy about me leaving as, you know, I would have thought, I mean, they're like, that's cool. Good for you. But now who's going to do all this stuff? Um, but like my boss at the time was basically, you know, put on a, a unicorn list of 500 technologies on Craigslist and offer like, $15 an hour to an intern or $10 or something or 600. I think they were, what they were doing is like $600 for like a three month stipend. Um, and just putting like crazy stuff on there. Wow. So like the view of the, the view of like what it takes to do the job and stuff was really right. Because they're, they're more huge. aware. Your coworkers are going to be more aware of what you're actually doing on a day-to-day basis and the higher up the chain you go away from the trenches, the easier it is to be out of touch with that. The easier it is to not be aware of what these people are actually doing. Well, can't you just find someone else to do it? It's the same thing that, you know, just make the logo bigger. You know, that's the, that's the sort of attitude, right? (laughs) You know, and, and I mean, and that's, that's obviously a dumb thing that, that, you know, that, we've all heard too much, but it's the same thing that when somebody leaves, you're like, Whoa, you know, do you, do, do you know what this person does? And also they're, they're afraid for themselves. Like you said, because they're the ones that are going to have to pick up the slack for it. They're the ones that are going to have to now, uh, 
step up their game. And if they're already busy and they're already taxed and they're overworked, it can, it can be a problem. And, uh, you know, and so I remember working at a company where I had gotten a better offer and I, uh, at another place and you know, there were tons of jobs all around. And, and so I said, okay, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to leave and go and do it. And it was my, I was leaving my first job out of college and I hadn't been there that long. Uh, but I remember there was this, uh, I, I still had a couple friends at the company long after I, I left. And I guess it was in the weeks following. Um, I had heard that the other developers in, in this company that I had become after I left, <laughs> I had become some kind of very minor legend in the company because like in this meeting that they had and and my buddy relayed the whole thing to me. He's like, yeah, he's like, they were talking about how Dan, Dan wasn't going to take it anymore. You know, he got fed up. You led a revolution. Yeah. Like he, he got fed up with the way we were treated and the kind of hours that we had to work and not having this, that, and the other thing. And Dan, Dan wouldn't take it. And he, you know. He he had enough and he had quit and 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 like it motivated them to go to their bosses and ask for more and make changes. I, it was totally not why I left. <laughs> I, why I, did you leave? I left because I found a job that paid me more, and I was and it was it was like an it was I had no problem with any of that stuff. I was just like, oh, I I can make fifteen k more at this other company and like have an office with a view of downtown. Yeah, I'll, I'll do that. And it didn't matter. I was, you know, I was 22 years old. It didn't matter. I didn't care. You know, but like somehow that it was like inspiring change in other people. I had no idea. But that's the kind of thing like who knows what kind of impact you might have had on that company after you left. Right. You know, maybe maybe these people, um, you know, it, it, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. But anyway, listen, I appreciate you calling and sharing your story. Yep. And, uh, Send me your address. Yeah, hit up Hattie Burden and, and we'll get you a mug. But I, I appreciate it. I appreciate yes. the call back and uh, enjoy Colorado. And, and hopefully you'll call back in another right. you know another year and tell us what's going on with you. All right. I hope y'all come out here sometime. I, um, I need a reason. There's just two other things. I need a reason to come out there's there. There's two other things I want to say. Okay. Um, like one, just the nicer environment, like, I do technology stuff, yeah. um, but you know, uh, Java developer, but having like the meetups and everything here in Denver yeah. is great. Like it's a totally different atmosphere and you learn so much, uh, and so many things I would never have been exposed to before. So that's, I encourage anybody to go look up meetups, even if you have to travel a couple of hours or something right. for whatever you're passionate about. Um, and, and what you said too, like, not just people that work, but when I said I was quit quitting and moving, like it inspired like my friends to 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 do things they had put off or oh, that's awesome. taking risks. So that's that's pretty cool too. And also like D three, you mentioned it in Twitter the other day. Yeah. That's a that's a great library and people everybody should like go play with it because it's it's great. It makes cool charts, it'll impress your boss or your boss's boss because they love charts and graphs. This is <laughs> This is such a great tool for that. Um, so definitely awesome. look into that. And thank you very much. Yeah, thank you for the call. I really appreciate it. He's a great caller. And go learn D3. Yeah, I, I tweeted because we need I, we need somebody to help us do some like graphing and visualization stuff. Yep. And they don't need to live in Austin. They don't need nope. to be named Austin <laughs> to do it. Well, you can work with maybe a nickname or a something. Nick, I, as long as they're okay if right. I nickname them Austin, Austin or Miss Austin. That's fine. 
952, you're next. 952, I know that area code. 952. Do you want to hazard a guess, Hattie, as yeah, to what, what that is? Yeah, I feel is? like it's... I, I got a hint for you. Okay, give me a north or south. I'm not Half gonna, of the United States. I'm going give I, you that. Why? I'll just say it's cold there. So it is north. Tacoma. Oh, North Dakota? No, no. Oh. Minnesota. 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 Oh. <laughs> we'll get to Minnesota right after. That's where 952 is. Eden, Eden Prairie. Bloomington. Adena. Minnetonka. I drive my Tacoma, Tacoma all the over Minnetonka. That's <laughs> a really good point he made about meetups. Yes. About having... Having a community a is community, so uh, if you're, you know, and, and developers, I think, is what really, really, over the last few years, and I remember living in places where I was like, I was the one person that I knew. I didn't know anybody who knew whatever it was. Yeah. CSS, PHP, Java. There was no Java developer groups. I knew two guys at the place that I worked that knew Java. I knew one woman that was, you know, that actually understood HTML. And it was it. There were no meetups. There was no community. You can, I, I bet you that if you live in a decent town, there are meetups about every single one of these obscure little technologies. There is a D3 JavaScript, you know, the, the, the D3 graphic. There's a D3 meetup group here. Right. There might only be a few people in it, but there's a group for everything. We were just talking about this yesterday, Hattie. Yep. I was looking through all the the different meetups that are in Austin. I mean, like, it's, I mean, there was stuff. There's a business startups, ideas, and networking group. There is an Austin Geeks and Gamers monthly hoppy hour. Yep. There's, um, there's just a thing where it's like just some lady, I think it, they call it like the reverse <laughs> book club or something. I think where you like, you bring the books instead of reading them or something. I don't remember, but it's, there's, uh, there's one where it's just like we're putting on a movie in our neighborhood and putting it on a big screen in one of the parks. Like you can just come to that. Like right. anything. Living in a city like that, like our last caller was talking about, being able to just go and hang out with people who are interested in the same stuff you are can make such a difference in your happiness. If you can't find that at your job, if you're like the only Java developer in your job. Like, I, you know what? That's cool because every couple of weeks I get to go to this Java developer group and I get to see a presentation on the new stuff that's coming out and I get to talk to other people who do the same stuff and I ask, get to ask questions. And what a difference that can make. I swear, my aunt saying to me that one time when I was talking about moving and she's like, it's the same everywhere you go. It's deflated spirit. I said, no, it's not. It's different. It's really different. And it really is different. He moved from Florida to Denver. That takes guts, man, moving with no yeah. infrastructure like that. You just know one or two people. I feel like that's also very freeing, though, at the same time. It's kind of like you get a fresh start. And like, yeah. not only did he start somewhere brand new, he, you know, at a new job or something. And he's happy He went to now. a whole new place. Like, it's just, I think that's a very positive thing to do. I think it's, I don't know. I like that. Planning on moving somewhere? Should I know about it? Nope. Nothing. <laughs> I like Austin. I'm just wondering because you're talking about how freeing it is. <laughs> no, I'm staying here. 
All right. Will you let me know? Give me a couple I will, weeks I will let you, I will let when you you're know. heading out. Yeah. Okay. Don't let the door hit you. <laughs> Get to our second sponsor, then I'm going to call up uh, Minit- Minitonka. Bring them on the line. Let me tell you about Squarespace. Listen, Squarespace. Kitty uses Squarespace. That's yeah, how she, she launched her business. That's what she's doing. She's selling stuff with the Squarespace site because they've got e-commerce built right in. Sites that look professional, that look like you hired a designer when you're not a designer. It doesn't matter what your skill level is. I could right now, forget it, roll up my sleeves and hand code using, you know what? I would use bootstrap. I would use skeleton. I would use, what is, what's that other one the kids are always talking about? The other grid system that they're always talking about. Oh, Doesn't I know the way you're I'd down about. and find some grid system. I would learn it. I would code it. I would CSS the heck out of it. I'd fire up Photoshop. A few days, maybe a couple weeks, I'd have an awesome site going. Or. Right. Does that sound like a good use of my time if I'm Kitty and I want to build a little no. thing? Or if maybe, I'm an iOS developer, if I'm trying to start up a little you know, company to help people do stuff. I, I don't want to waste my time building a site like that. You don't have to. Squarespace, Squarespace, they are the answer for this. You can go there and for starting at eight bucks a month, even if you're trying to meet that goal, even if you're trying to save your three months salary, eight bucks a month, if you can afford 10 bucks a month for streaming music, you can afford yeah. eight, eight bucks a month is like a big, like a, 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 a venti latte. Skip one latte a month. Yeah, I think they have should a run website. with that. That's their, I mean, I'm an idea guy. One of my spies, I can't help it. There you go. I'm going to give them that. For the cost of one latte a month, you'll get it. And you'll get a free domain name if you sign up for a year. You get the, you don't even need to do it. You don't, don't give them a credit card. Try, make a free site. Make your free site. Design it. Use all their little things to tweak the design and make it your own. Pick from one of their dozens of templates to do what you want to do. You'll get 10% off your first purchase. By using the code GRIT, we should have them update that, Hattie, to, to quit. Yes, yes, we're working on but that. But for now, it's GRIT. Squarespace.com slash GRIT. Code is GRIT to get 10% off your first purchase. I'm telling you, this is the way to do it. It's the smart thing I to do. I will never hand code a website again, ever. Squarespace for me from now on. Building sites, selling stuff, e-commerce, information, blogging, you name it. It's got all the integration for everything. And you know what? You want to roll up your sleeves and like do stuff with CSS and code it? You can do that too. Go check these folks out. Squarespace.com slash grit. I don't know. I don't know what to tell these people. Move. You know, it, it's it's the whole desire of the whole that that burning desire. And you know what? Like it's totally okay for you if you don't have that desire. Like that's okay. This is not all about just starting your own thing. I don't want people to feel like, oh, you're dumb if you don't want to start your own business. You're dumb if you're not an entrepreneur. You're dumb if, no. You've got a lot to contribute. You've got a tremendous amount to contribute as a number two in a business. Like, that's not a bad thing. We need people who are okay not running the place because running the place is hard. It's really, really hard. Yeah. You know, you want to go and, 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 and do something that you like, 
There are tons of people who go and start a business with somebody else. Let them worry about that part. I'm just going to write the code. I'm just going to do the design. Well, you're not just doing the code or just doing the design. That's, that's a hard thing to do. There are a lot of folks right now running companies who don't know the first thing about code, but they know that that's what makes their business work. But there are so many tools out there for you, whether they're the kinds of tools that are, you know, the companies that are sponsoring this show, Just Work, Squarespace. Yep. Those are great tools. There's tons more like that out there that will make your job running a business so much easier because there are tons and tons and tons of headaches when it comes to running a business, tons of them. And you just, you just want them off your desk. I've gotten way, way, way better at replying to emails because I just declared sort of the email bankruptcy thing. And I said, you know what? Anything that came, I did this at the beginning of the month, anything that came in before last month, right? You're just, it's, I'm so sorry. It's gone. No, I was never going to catch up. But you know what? I think that's a really smart idea because it's like that, that was always going to be hanging over you. That was always going to be a point of stress. And you know, yes, that sucks that you have to get rid of all of those emails, but for you to be productive, you had to. Sometimes I feel like I should do that. Yeah. You have to. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like having a, a, that realistic goal and working toward it. I'm going to try this for three months. And if at the end of three months, I have not booked X amount of new business or I have right. not sold X amount of product or I have not signed X amount of contracts or whatever it is that you're going to do. If you haven't done that, then that means it's now time to find a job. 90 days. I always say 90 days. Give yourself 90 days. Save up enough money to carry yourself for 90 days, but then be realistic and make sure that you guys, especially, we don't like to talk, do we? We like to just cave. We like to just be in our man cave. We don't want to talk. Honey, I've got to figure it out. I know what I'm doing. Don't ask me questions. If you ask me questions, it means you doubt me. Don't doubt me. I've got it. No, they need to know because you're like taking your uh, your salary away. I went to my wife and I said, this is my plan. This is how much I will be earning in a year, but this is how much I will have earned and booked for future business in three months. In three months, I will have made I don't remember what the amount was, but I will have made this much. In six months, I will have enough business booked and I will be making my salary. At the end of a year, I will be making my salary plus 20%. That's what my plan is. And if at any point I don't meet any of those goals, I will immediately stop what I'm doing and start looking on at the time monster.com <laughs> to find my new job. That is what I will do. If at three months I haven't earned X and booked Y. If at six months I haven't earned X and booked Y. If at one year I haven't earned X and booked Y, I'm done. I, I did much better than I thought I was going to do at three months. Way better at six, way better at a year. This time. And then doing that consulting thing. Before that, I didn't but I also didn't have those goals. I didn't know what I was working toward. You've got to know what you are working toward. 
Minnesota. Hello, Dan. Hi. Hello, Eddie. Hi. Hi. Hey. Are, are you in Minnesota? Um, Was I yeah. right? You are correct. Yes, I'm in Minnesota. I'm not in Minnetonka, though. I'm in uh, Minneapolis. Oh, well, that, that's, the, a real, uh, that's a real that's a real place. Mini, Minneapolis, St. Paul. <laughs> that's right. The Twin Cities. Yep. Um, yes. But yeah, I'm actually uh, calling back. I called in uh, two years ago uh, on on July 3rd. I believe it was uh, episode 30, uh, Personal Independence Day. Really? Have I been doing yeah. this show for I'm two calling. years? That's, aw- that's <laughs> awesome. Well, well, welcome back to the yeah. show. It's the birth. It's the anniversary yeah. of you coming coming back. Yeah, happy anniversary. Yeah. What, what's going on <laughs> yeah. with you right now? Thank you. Yeah, I guess that's why I wanted to talk about um, a little bit. Um, yeah, right, back when I called, I was kind of in an on, on certain place. Uh, was unemployed at the time, trying to figure out the next steps. Um, but uh, yeah, lately been been figuring figuring things out. Um, uh, you know, just working really hard and uh, finding finding work here in the city, which has been really great. Um, kind of yeah, sticking to what you say. You know, kind of making a plan, finding out you know kind of some next steps and uh, and you know what where I can go, who I can talk to. Um, you know, to find work and yeah, I've been making it on my own. I'm, uh, I've been doing freelance design, um, kind of taking contract jobs here and there. Um, it's been working out really well. So what, uh, what remind me, because I'm, <laughs> I'm looking at episode 30 personal independence day. Um, I don't remember offhand what your situation was <laughs> and what you were calling about. It sounds like you're happy now, yeah, so think, that's good. But re- remind me of what your journey has been like since 2013. Sure. Yeah, I think um, I was calling in because I, you know, I was concerned for myself and was going to try to get some advice from you. Um, what was the concern? As, what as was well, happening? Because I, I was, yeah, I was in, I was in a, I guess, a golden handcuff situation, um, and had recently, you know, let go, kind of quit that. But I don't think I had planned. Uh, accordingly with enough, you know, having enough money to decide to uh, leave that position. Right. And then, you know, you say, you know, have a couple months uh, set aside. Yeah. Um, yeah. So things were a little bit, a little bit rocky there. Um, you know, as far as like, being, you know, the expenses and everything. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, yeah, I just kind of worked, you know, with um, people who I knew, um, you know, called up, followed some contacts here and there and things just kind of, Fell, fell into place, uh, fortunately enough for me that I was able to, yeah, find some work with, uh, doing some, some work, uh, at the local paper here, um, as, as a short, uh, gig. And, um, yeah, that kind of, you know, that was, that allowed me, you know, to get some, get some good work in my portfolio, show that off and, you know, talk to other people and that kind of sort of a chain reaction, um, of connections. It sounds like what you're saying is, is in a way that, you know, having starting slow, but building on that and saying, you know what, I did this one thing. Now I, now I can do something else. You're kind of building your confidence in a way, right? You're kind of showing yourself as well as the rest of the world, but you're kind of showing yourself like, Hey, I I can do this thing that I want to do. And, you know, again, like, like I say, you have these goals that you're working toward. At the same time, you also, uh, you, you know, you have to have the goals financially, but 
it can be really useful to have those personal, even though they're professional, their personal accomplishments or personal goals that you have. Like, gosh, I've never done a consulting project before, or I've never, uh, I've built plenty of websites at work and for myself, but I've never engaged with a client and gone to a meeting and done a spec document and this, that, and the other thing, and then invoiced and then gotten paid. Uh, you know, so going through those, that process, right, of building up your reputation in your business, but also building up your own personal, um, your own, your own personal confidence so that you can say, I did this thing that I've been wanting to do and I got paid for it and I did it on top of my other job or I did it on a weekend or whatever. Um, that is such a critical part because you will have, you know, you will have failures too. But having some successes like you're describing, I mean, that had to have been important for you too, right? Oh, de- definitely. Yeah. Is um, yeah. Even just you know, like you said, are it helps to externally, you know, show that I'm I'm doing stuff. But yeah, even more so, gave me fuel to keep to keep going and, and want to do more and pursue more. And it's really good, a good motivator too, um, just for me in general. And it really, yeah, really helped out. So what's next for you? What's next? Yeah. Um, yeah, right now I'm, I'm working, I've got a contract job um, at a company here in town. Uh, do uh, the businesses in, in health and wellness and it's really great. Um, kind of feeling that out right now. There's a lot of great people I'm working with. It's definitely not a uh, corporate stooge environment. Right. There's a lot of really smart people, a lot of people that like to, um, you know, listen to each other and really respect each other. And, you know, it's interesting too. I find that there's, um, and this is in something I've ever found at another job before, but there's actually a lot of, uh, fans of the five by five network there. I see a couple, uh, t-shirts here and there. Oh, um, nice. Well, you today, know, you know what, today you're, you're getting, uh, you're getting yeah. a mug. So you're you can carry that around, carry that around. <laughs> so hit Patty up and uh, I will, yeah. let her know where we're going to send that thing for you and tell her which kind you want. Sure. Yeah. I'll, I'll, um, drink from it, pour my coffee into it, probably. Yeah, nice. Or, yeah. or whiskey, whatever you, whatever you do. Listen, we thanks, don't judge. So, thanks so much for the call. I sure do appreciate it. And let us know what happens to you in another year or two. Thank you so much, Dan. All right, yep. bye. Bye. He did it. He did it. He did it. You know what? That's such a great. What he's describing, though, is such a great point. Get, listen, listen to him. You know, when you hear him, you can tell that he's not some you know, brash, no, New Jersey person. Yeah, I'm going to go, I'm going to do this thing. Like you can tell yeah, the, the challenge that he had. And one of the things that kind of puts me off whenever I hear about, whenever I hear from people who are there kind of giving you advice and, 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 and like saying, you know, I'll pick on Gary Vandershaw cause he's, he's been so successful. <laughs> He's safe to pick on. He's safe to pick on. He'll talk about hustle. He'll talk about crushing it. He'll talk about all these things. And, and then he'll, he'll do this. There's this great video that he does where he like picks up the phone call and essentially sells somebody on something. And from the start of this call that he does, it's so clear that the person has like no interest in that. And he completely sells this person. And like a lot of people just can't do that and don't want to do that. And, there is this image, there's this picture right now of the like 
you know, person who's so good at social media and who's so good at like hustling and selling that it makes it seem like that's the only path that you can take to be successful now. I don't know if that's, I mean, certainly it's not true. I don't know if, if I'm just getting that impression, but it feels like that kind you know, I don't want to call it like, I don't know what the right word is for it, but that sort of attitude of like, you have to be full on, full throttle, pedal the, the metal all yeah. the time, but you yeah. don't, you know? In morning, in nighttime. And Kitty then, didn't sound, Kitty right. doesn't sound like that to me. She's just passionate. Right. You only have to be passionate. That's the only requirement is that you be passionate about that thing that, that you want to do. And that if you can envision a world or a situation where you're not doing that, and that's a comfortable world for you to live in, then I think that I, I think you should second guess whether it's the right situation or the right time for you to be doing it. Got a couple more calls we'll get to right now. Go ahead, caller. Hey, guys. How are you? Who's this? Um, so yeah, my name is Jack. Hi, Jack. Um, I've been running and it's good to talk to you guys. I've, you know, I've been a fan for five by five for, I think almost as long as you guys have been doing it. Awesome. Thank you. Um, yeah, I'm also, I'm also from Philadelphia. Nice. What part? So I'm a, a, a Philly fan. Uh, I'm from Omni. It's in North Philadelphia. Okay, cool. Cool. Uh, I'm a, you know, I'm North of the Boulevard, but so I've been, um, you know, I was, I was working in, I guess you could say social media, stuff like that for a while, but not the marketing side, more community oriented. And, um, I kind of, that work kind of dried up. I was working in the Valley and I've been moved on kind of to writing just almost out of necessity. And I was, I was kind of get curious about your opinion on, how important like a name for a business is because I don't know if you've already covered this or not, but right now I don't have the dot com for a business. I know that's not the most important thing anymore, but a couple other businesses have sprung up. They don't have trademarks for them for their names. And they have either one actually has the dot com for it. And I don't want to like, you know, use the platform to like advertise my business. So I'll right. say it, but, um, yeah, like so. There's a couple other businesses that have similar names. One actually has a .com. They don't have a trademark. Do you think it's and it's kind of frustrating at this point because they have had a little bit more press. So um, they've been more successful in like if you search for the name of my business today, you'll you'll find theirs, which is a completely separate. Their, their, their focus is completely separate from mine, but you'll find theirs first. Do you think it's important to just drop the name or is it more important to like go file a trademark and try to stick to it? This is a great question. Yeah. Um, really, really good. Yeah. I think, I think you're, it, if you asked a hundred people this question, you get a hundred different answers. Um, yeah. You know, I, I can, I can tell you that the, the old answer, the very old answer was the name is everything. Then the newer answer was name doesn't matter. Amazon.com. What's Amazon? What does that have to do with anything? It doesn't right. have that, you know, <clears throat> but clearly the, the name is important. However, it can't be the crutch. 
You know what right. I'm saying? It can't be the thing that, well, I'm not going to do this business because the name I wanted is taken. It really, in that sense, it doesn't matter. If there's another company out yeah. there that's using the name that, that, that you want and in the same business or industry that you're in, pick something else. Like, don't, don't let that but discourage if it's in a different, you. But if it's in a different uh, realm entirely... What do you think, Dan? That's it depends, it totally depends on how okay, it depends on how big it is. Like if it's like Amazon and you want to do like <laughs> Amazon brand playing yeah. cards or something, like no, go go and find something. I'm just else. a writer. You know, I don't think yeah. it's so important and people get so attached uh to to names and things like that. Um that it yeah. it just doesn't necessarily uh it doesn't necessarily really have that much effect i mean a, a bad name is going to be a bad name but you know having right. a dot com for something doesn't matter anymore a dot co it doesn't matter I, I mean it just i'm not a big fan of dot net because i'm from the old days like dot dot nets represented like networking things so like that's the only one that i don't like uh, all of the other ones, I think, even the .org it maybe has a weird connotation because it's for it used to be for like nonprofit. That's still how I think of it. Too. Yeah. <laughs> so I would say if if you wipe away the .org and the that, .net, then everything yeah. else is fair game. TV yeah. .me .c .io, .io whatever. Yeah. It doesn't matter. They're all good. I don't think they matter. I'm not a big fan of the cutesy names like the things that where you have the character. You know, the last two uh, of the TLD right. are like comp completing a word. You know, like the domain name really doesn't matter anymore. If you're like, you know, like look at slack.com. Slack. Sure. Slack is a cool word. Yeah. that Slack.com is a great domain. But you know that somehow, somewhere those guys got the domain slack.com and they're like, well, we've got slack.com. So we'll call the company slack.com. Like they did not set out. I would be shocked. I would like to know. I would be surprised Sorry. if they're like. We really want to call it Slack. We need to invest money and acquire the domain com, Slack. Right. I just don't think that that's the way that it happened. I think it's more like these guys have been around for a long time and they caught a cool name once in a while ago and they say, oh, we'll call it Slack and see how it goes. And it is a fun, catchy little name. But that just shows you, like, you can name your company anything. You can get any domain name. And, and if it's cool it will work and, and you can make something out of it. So in my answer to your original question, how important is a name? I don't think it's that yeah. important and it should absolutely not be the thing that, that keeps you from launching or keeps you from getting out there. Listen, you know, do something. I don't know what your, you know, full real name is. It doesn't matter. You know, do something with your yeah. last name. You know, look at uh, look at Lou over at New Relic. Yeah, what is New Relic? <laughs> New Relic doesn't mean anything. It sounds awesome. It's an anagram for his name, <laughs> Lou Cern. It, it's you know what oh, I'm really? saying. I didn't know that. Like, yeah. yeah, it's an anagram for his name, and yeah. that's what he so chose. And that's, that's what, what he, he chose. With. New Relic. What does that even mean? But like Hattie said, cool. it sounds cool. And right. you know what? You remember it. <laughs> you remember it. And you're like new, new and relic, relic, and it's like yeah. old and new. And you know, it's just. Hattie, what was one of the anagrams for your name? Um, you don't remember? An ice hooked dough or something. No, there was a better one. They're anyway, not very an anagram, an anagram for mine. We have a listener who came in. He sent us all these anagrams of our of our name. My, one of mine is Bad Ninja Men. You know, like 
So cool. (laughs) Have fun with the thing that you're doing. Pick a name that has some kind of a meaning to you. Don't get bogged down by the fact that somebody else has it. And if you're already going to be fighting an uphill battle to justify the use of the name and there's another company that has press about it that's already doing it, that's going to be just one more obstacle for you that's going to keep you from meeting the the success or reaching the potential or re- getting getting out there. There are enough other names that you can pick. Don't don't let that hold you back. I I say scrap the name even though you love it. And you know what? If you're super successful and you're super rich eventually, go and buy the name from them and rename <laughs> yeah. the company and deal with it then. Seriously, don't don't let yeah. that be the thing that uh, that holds you back because you're better than that. And, and, uh, and you can use any name and still be successful. So that's my advice to you, but call me back and, cool, and, and yeah, let, me, let me know what you to... do. Yeah. Thank you. I will. Sure thing. Have a good one. Thanks for the call. You too. Bye. Bye. He yeah. That was an he interesting, that. he can't let that hold him back. Right. Just because another company already exists. That's in a different realm that has the name that comes up in the Google search before yours. Like that doesn't mean you can't name your company that, but you're going to be fighting. You're going to be fighting that. Right. It's just another kind of little thing that's that you're going to have. You don't need that obstacle. There's enough obstacles just getting through the day. (laughs) You know, there's enough for you to do just to get through your day of running a business and finding clients and doing the work. The last thing you need is, well, no, 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 no. We're not that company by that name. We're this other company with this other name. And I know it's confusing, but we're not them. We're the other ones. You know, Apple Computer versus Apple Music. Very few people would get that confused, but that became an issue later on. Apple had to get a special thing that said they would never... Uh, they would never be uh, in the music space. And when the time came for them, to, they actually wanted to be in the music space. There were lawsuits. It was bad. Apple. What were you going to say, Hattie? Well, I was just thinking about this uh, This place in Austin. It's called Apple Sport Imports. It's like a car thing. Yeah. But like every I just, time I think of Apple Sport Imports, I'm like, I'm not, I don't ever think that it that they mean Apple in any way. Right. And I'm pretty sure if I Googled Apple car, well, maybe now things might not be right because there's know. an apple car <laughs> but in austin maybe it'd be a little bit different right but naming you just can't you just can't be held back by names all right listen i, th- I say this next call is our last call it's 978 get ready 978 so if you want to support this show go check out our sponsors are brought to you by yeah brought to you by if you want to uh Donate to the show. We, we, you could do that too if the sponsors are of no use to you. If you don't need a website, you don't run a small business yet, and you want to just say thanks, patreon.com slash 5 by 5 is a great place to do it. Or you can just hit me up on Twitter. I'm at Dan Benjamin on Twitter. It'll be our last call for the day. Go ahead, caller. Hello. How are you? Hello. Yes. Hello. Who's this? Hi, Dennis. Hi, Dan and Addy. This is Matt. Welcome to the show. How can I help you? Oh, uh, first time quitter. Oh, oh, yeah. Nice. Hold on. Let me get my, uh, get my <laughs> oh, bell no. out here. No, Hold caller. I should, say, I should say caller. I'm sorry. Oh, first time I'm, caller. I'm at, I'm, yeah, I'm into the show. Re- <laughs> retract, retract the bell. Okay. <laughs> I, I've done, I've retracted retract the bell. It. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's all right. Um, 
Yeah, I've been I've been wanting to call for a while. Um, uh, I think I've sent you tweets on and off about uh, career change when you're not in your twenties anymore. Um, been been in the same job for a while, but want to make a change and steps to go about starting that. I guess. How old? May I ask how old you are? Oh, let's say 41. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah. that's not, 41 is, you know, it's it's interesting because mm. if you were to go into the startup space, you would be considered mm. to be like a dinosaur. You know, C-level yeah. employees in the small tech startups, they're in their mid-20s. You're you're old if you're like, yep. oh man, we got some old people working. I'm here. old. Yeah, you're old. <laughs> you know, if if you're if you like yeah. have stopped wearing a hoodie, you're too old. But you know, we're about the same. Yeah. We're about the same age, and I feel like I'm doing the best work of my mm-hmm. life. And statistically, mm-hmm. if you were to go and look at in in the intellectual, <laughs> funny word, in the intellectual type of jobs, people who are doing work in, for example, science or music. And I'm talking about music like composing uh, as opposed to like what we'd hear on Beats One uh, or, you know, in, in engineering, mathematics, etc. People our age are, this is when they do their best work. They do their best work right. at, at, at this time of our life. Uh, per, you know, people who are performance artists or, or just artists in general, this is when they do some of their best work. Mm-hmm. However, that's, it's not necessarily seen that way by investors or VC people or people who are, who are wanting to do tech startups. It's also not always seen that way uh, in corporations making a change, changing your, your career and starting something new, but doing it within the context of something else. So like, let's say that, you know, let's say that you, you'd been, uh, you'd been an engineer for a long time and you want to get into web development. We've had lots of people call the show with exactly that. Like, oh, I'm, I'm an engineer and I'm well paid, but this is not what I like. I had another person who was, a, they were a lawyer. They wanted to switch into web design. Mm-hmm. They just didn't want to do the law thing anymore. Okay. You know, why would a company, and I have an answer, but why would a company want to hire somebody who they know is going to be a bigger burden financially? Because if you're 40, you will, for a variety of reasons, want to or, or need to make more money than somebody who's 25. Right. And if they can get the same skill set, from the person who's 25 and pay them half of what the 40 year old needs to make, they'll, they're going to do that. A smarter company though, will realize the value and the additional, that the additional experience from somebody like you brings. So that even though you might not have applicable experience in the industry or in the field or in that specific kind of a job, it is likely that you will have life experience and job experience in general that makes you a more valuable employee. That's the kind of place that you need to find. Right. But starting over, starting mm-hmm. from scratch, reinventing yourself later on 
it's tough. It's yeah. really, really, really tough. And I know somebody else who, who recently just decided to go out on their own, and he's my age. He's our age. And the th- the places that he's he's going to be working with, the things that he's doing, those places uh, will have to value that skill set, those connections that he's built. Because otherwise, you know, he's going to be in trouble. You will be in trouble. What are, What is the transition you're looking to make exactly? Um, well, I mean, I've been, I'm the, the flute guy, so I've been making instruments for about eight years now. Um, I sent you a picture a while back. Uh, so it's just been like this hands-on work that I didn't know anything about when I started. The job was available. I needed a job. I took it. And wait, you, you, wait a minute, wait a minute, just, wait a minute. You, you make flutes and you sent me a picture? Of a, of a, oh, a while ago, you were at, you, you were saying like what's on your desk, and I happened to send you a picture of what I was making. Oh, I think I remember cool. that. It, it doesn't matter. Yeah, no, it, it does matter. Awesome. It does matter because I want to, you know, I want to get it right. Yeah. That's pretty you know, cool. Is, so this is wait. So what? Your job was making flutes, or your job is you want it to be making flutes? No, I'm still doing. I'm I'm doing that. That's what I've been doing for. For several years now. Okay. And you want to get away from it? Yeah. I mean, it is, it, I like the work, but it's like, you know, like you said so many times, it's, I don't think it's what I truly love, but I'm, I'm trying to, does making, it's just working up to giving yourself, does making flutes pay well? Uh, not so much. No. What else, uh, what, what, what other skills? do you have? Um, I mean, I've always had an interest in doing computer stuff, development stuff. Um, tried to get into a Ruby development program mm-hmm. like a year ago, but that didn't work out. And it seemed like that would give you the opportunity to kind of, you know, it would force your hand and make you kind of make the switch. Um, didn't work out and I'm just kind of spinning my wheels trying to figure out what to do next, I guess. Well, just because that didn't work for you doesn't mean that something else won't work for you. And just, you know, maybe, maybe Ruby is just not your thing. You know, maybe you'll find uh, that, that you like, you know, uh, another programming language, PHP, Python, Java, Go, I mean, JavaScript. You know, it may have just been that you didn't click with, with that one particular one, or it may be that software development mm-hmm. as a whole, like, isn't your thing, but you know, right. it's, it's a good time for you to experiment. Do you have like a family to support or are you, are you on your own? Um, family, I mean, the opportunity is there to explore. It's yeah. just that, that overwhelming feeling of like, you know the door has slowly been closing for a while and the die is kind of cast and here I am and this is what I'm doing and not being able to really get beyond that, I guess. Well, uh, so Hattie just sent me uh, an article here in our back channel. Um, It's an Inc. Magazine article. You get to click through a terrible, horrible ad, but I I understand that. Right, but once you're past that. Four, 14 inspiring people who found crazy success later in life. How old is too old to do something new? 
is the question that this asks. There were a lot of really great ones in there. Um, one of them was Stan Lee. Is, it, is he in there? He was on the other one that I was reading. But um, Vera Wang, she didn't get any of her success in the wedding dress industry until she was 40. Um, and, you know, now she's like the name in wedding dresses. Right. Uh, Martha Stewart, I think, didn't yeah, she was start until 40. 40 something. Um, who else is in there, Dan? Founder of uh, Zipcar. Mm-hmm. She was, oh, she was 40. The Zagat. People. Rodney Rodney Dangerfield is in here. Mm-hmm. He was 46 before he got his big break on the Ed Sullivan show. Before so, he did Caddyshack. Before yep. he did Back to School. Charles Darwin, wow. 50 before he published on The Origin of Species. Henry Ford was um, 45 before he made the Model T. Samuel Jackson, 46. Yep. Before he was in Pulp so Fiction, so it's not impossible. Jo- um, uh, Donald Fisher. You recognize his name? Probably not. Founded the Gap when he was forty-one. Yep. You may have heard of that. You know, a lot. It, it be, being in your forties. It seems like that's prime time. Yeah, that's that's not a bad. It's your second wave. It's, yeah, it's not a bad age, and you're probably going to make better decisions right. than you ever have in your life. And there's people who are listening to this. We we know we ha- we're very very popular with high school students now. We found yes, but despite that, despite that, you know we have, I think a lot of listeners who are in their twenties and thirties. The one thing that they have up on you is that they have if if you're 25. You have unlimited energy, mental and physical energy, compared to someone who's who's forty five, right? They can work themselves and work themselves and work themselves until they feel like they're dead, and they can get seven hours of sleep. That boom, right back, right back, right back where they were the other day. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna crash really hard. I'll sleep till two p.m. on Sunday, and Monday they're back. Do another six seven days. That's something that you know. You're in your 40s. Maybe you can't quite do that as much. But intellectually, you're sharp as you'll ever be. So keep that in mind. But, you know, listen. If you're not passionate about making flutes, you know, start experimenting with something else. Take advantage of that time that you have. Take advantage of that time. Yeah. I I feel positive about you. I think you're, you're you're an artistic person. I don't want to make a flute. Yeah, I don't know. Well, it's involved in it. You just take you take a piece of wood, you put it on a lathe. I don't know what you do. But you're working with your yeah. hands, you're doing something creative, you're doing something that's that 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 requires a, you know, something that that an artist would do. You're creating something in the world. It's so funny because I know people who are in technology who are like I just want to make something real. I want to make something I can touch. Yeah. I'm tired of building websites. Uh, and Shloki, Shloki makes tables. He yep. makes desks yeah. because he wants to put yeah. his hands on something real at the end of the day instead of a, a, a yeah. PowerPoint deck. He wants to put his hands yeah. on a, a table that he made, a desk that goes in his office. So I'm not saying stick with making flutes, but I'm saying, you yeah. know, You've 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 been hands on with something, and that can become 
something important for you when you start to create things in the digital space too. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if, if programming Ruby wasn't your thing, if that didn't work out, try a different programming language. Try building, you know, learning about, about making, uh, making websites. Try, try something mm-hmm. in that space that's passionate to you. And be willing though, and this is the last thing I'll say because we get a wrap. Okay. Be, be aware that if you do switch into another industry, that you will have to overcome that perception that, well, the dude is 41 and he's just getting started. He's got to compete with people who are 21 just getting started. Be, be aware that that may be an, an obstacle. It's, 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 it's a inco- stupid it's, obstacle. Yes, it's incorrect. But be aware mm-hmm. that, that there is that ageism factor out there. You're not so old that people will be like, wow, he's, he's useless. We have to show them where the, you know, right. how to, how to use a photocopier. You're not like that, you know, but, but just be aware that like, you're going to be competing with people who are 20 years, your junior in age. If that does yeah. not, and, and, and don't yeah. let that stop you. Don't let that for one second discourage you because you've got an edge on them. You've got tons of experience. You've got patience. You've got perseverance. You've got stuff that they will eventually have, but they haven't learned yet. So just keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. You have an advantage. So thanks for the call. Call back in a few months or a year, whatever, once you're, you're, you're doing your new thing and let us know what it was, all right? And uh, make sure to hit Hattie up for your thank- mug. Yeah. I will. Thank you so much for taking the call. Good luck. Thank you. Great call. But that's it. If you want to be part of the show, we record 5 p.m. Eastern time. 5by5.tv slash live. We'd love to get your call. Whether it's follow-up like a bunch of these calls were yep. or new calls. We've got to get the new calls too. I want to hear what's, what you're worried about. There's people on Twitter talking to each other right now about the show. Well, I'm too nervous to call. I'm too nervous to call. Oh, come on, dude. Don't be nervous. Hattie's here. I'm here. Not scary. Promise. Well, not uh, between the two of us, you're the scary one. Really? Ice queen. You're the angry one though. But you're scary and you're the ice queen. So, uh, love to hear from you. And if, and you know what, if calling is really too much for you, just send me an email, five by five TV slash contact, find quit in the list. Let me know if you want me to read it on the air. I'm assuming you will want me to read it on the air because I'm bad at replying to emails, but tell me if you want me to use your real name or not. But I appreciate all of you calling. I certainly appreciate you listening. And, uh, consider rating the show on iTunes. It's the best, single best way for people to find out about the show tweeting about the show is useful but the but those ratings in itunes and the reviews in itunes uh really really help so thanks to all of you who are doing that and uh please keep doing it and i really appreciate it we will be back next week have a great safe fourth of july holiday if you celebrate it and uh we'll see you soon have a good one